Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. Today we continue on with season two after a nice long break over the holidays. So thanks for listening back in. And I'm really excited about the next few episodes that I will be releasing. I've got some great guests for you. And whether you're a new listener or someone who has been listening since the beginning, my continued hope is that you are encouraged and helped in your own fight for joy. I started this podcast to remind us all that there is hope to be found in the midst of this broken world. We can experience joy even in the middle of difficult circumstances. We don't have to wait until things get better or our circumstances change because sometimes our circumstances just aren't ever going to change, but we can fight for joy and find it right in the middle of the mess. Well, today I'm going to introduce you to my friend and neighbor, Jenny Estadillo. And I'm so excited that she's my first guest in 2020 because the topic that we cover today is something that a lot of people focus on at the start of a new year, especially during the month of January, and that is fitness. After enjoying the holidays, it's really typical for people to make New Year's resolutions around exercise. Um, it just it seems like the indulgences catch up to us and people begin to think, maybe I should join that new gym or start that new program. And that's great. We do need to be moving our bodies and finding ways to fit exercise into our lives on a regular basis. But what's special about today is that Jenny and I are going to focus in on how working out and training our bodies can actually be one of the most practical and helpful tools in our fight for joy. We are whole beings and taking care of our physical bodies can also tremendously help our emotional and spiritual well-being. So I hope you find this episode really helpful as you continue to explore these various tools that I'm highlighting during this season. I definitely think this is one that almost everyone can implement into their life in some way. I know you're going to just love getting to know Jenny. So thanks for listening to Fighting for Joy today. And here's our conversation. Hi, Jenny. Hey, Jody. Thanks for coming over today and recording this episode with me. Yeah, totally. My pleasure. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. Well, we have been um, friends for quite a while. I feel like we've always had some sort of connection with our families. Um, But our friendship began when you and your husband, Chris, were newly married and you moved to Fremont. How long ago was that? 17 years. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. I can't believe it's been that long. Yep. It Uh, really has. (laughs) God just really, he connected our hearts right away. And I just feel like over the um, over the years, our friendship has really ebbed and flowed, you know, as most friendships do. But we count you guys as really some of our best friends. And I'm just I'm super grateful for our friendship, Jenny. And, um, you know, we do church together. We're neighbors, um, at least for a little while longer. (laughs) Um, Our kids are friends. Our husbands are friends. Um, You're a mentor for my girls. We've led Bible studies together, led worship together. We've celebrated and grieved together and vacationed together. I mean, we've done it all, and um, we've been through a lot as friends, and I'm I'm just really grateful. As am I. Jody. I just love you. It was fun after you asked me to do this, just thinking about how we are family friends, how mm-hmm. our families line mm-hmm. up. I think I remember what you were wearing the first time I met you. <laughs> Jenny, I remember what you were wearing. You were wearing denim overalls. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, 17 what years. What was I wearing? You were wearing a red sweater. Oh, you were so pretty. So I was like, oh, funny. I want to be her friend. <laughs> I was so funny. We've never talked about that. But I totally remember you walking in with these cute little denim overalls. And I was like, oh, she is so cute. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, but it's fun to think about just how our families 
just align like mm-hmm. Chris's relationship with Jackson and how mm-hmm. special that was mm-hmm. being a dad of girls and just the way you let me in to the lives of Justine and Grace and yeah. just walking with you and Eric in so many different mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. and my little Alina having Justine be her first yeah, best bestest friend and they're like yeah. 12 years apart so yeah. it's a really special it's just a it's so special to have family friends it is it is we are we're really grateful and I know we'll live a lot of life together for many more years to come and I'm excited about that um, well, let's begin by having you uh, tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself. So I am Jody's neighbor. <laughs> um, Chris and I, my husband Chris and I have been married for 18 years. We actually got married in college, um, met at the University of Nebraska. Um, yeah, we got married. I was a senior. He was a junior. And then we moved to Fremont shortly after I graduated from college Um, I took a job here. He was finishing up college, and then he ended up working in Omaha. We stayed in Fremont. So, yeah, we've lived here for 17 years, Mm. have had our three daughters here. So Elise is 15, almost 16. She's a sophomore, same age as Grace. Mm -hmm. Evie is um, 14. She's an eighth grader. And Alina is our youngest, and she's 12, a sixth grader, finishing up at Trinity. Great. Great. And what about work? What do you do for work? So I am the queen of a part-time job. So <laughs> we love to I love it. We love to joke around about like, oh, I'll take that on. It's a part-time. Is it part-time? <laughs> I'm in. So um, so for work, um, I probably like my main job as far as work goes is I estimate for a construction company here in town and I do love my job. We love to joke around mm-hmm. about me being a part-time drywall estimator. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I am. And yeah. it's a small office, a family-owned business. I just have such a great time there. Um, and then I also work at the YMCA here in Fremont. And I teach some cycling classes there. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we own some rentals. And so I, I get to be a landlord, too. So. <laughs> Your favorite thing, right? My favorite. Yep. <laughs> Great. Well, I wanted to have you on the podcast because you really utilize um, a really important and practical tool in your fight for joy. And I I think it'll be an encouragement to others as they keep exploring different ways to fight for joy themselves. Um, But before we get to that, let's just start by having you share a little bit about an area or maybe even a few areas in your life where you can tend to lack joy or a season of life when you are especially discouraged. Um, Jenny, you are seriously one of the most positive and upbeat people I know, but positive and upbeat people get discouraged too, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I would say um, an area that I lack joy or can easily get discouraged is I actually hate being by myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, like I wouldn't say that I struggle with loneliness, but it's just something that I like, I just don't enjoy. Like, even as far as like being a mom with you know kids that you know some moms I feel like are like oh I love it when everybody's out of the house and I could be by myself and I'm like oh I I don't know if I've ever done that yeah (laughs) like that's just not a natural place Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um and so I just love being around people and I feel like the older I get the more like I just really enjoy that so if I am forced in a situation where I'm by myself in the quiet, that's just not a natural place for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and I would say too, I mean, some of that too, it's just like getting out of your own head. Mm -hmm. Not that any of this is like, 
drastic or major, but um, I just know that it's not a natural place of joy for me. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right about just kind of getting out of your head. And, you know, there are all kinds of people that are wired so many different ways in this world. There's introverts and extroverts and people who recharge and are encouraged with others and people who need um, time alone. You're right. So I think a lot of people will be able to relate to what what you're saying and um, may feel the same way. Um, and so here in season two of the podcast, um, I'm having each of my guests share practical tools that have helped them. And the topic that I asked you to share about today is super important and one that almost everyone can implement in their own life in some way. Um, so tell us a little bit about one of the main tools that has helped you fight for joy. So it would be like fitness or exercise. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I, I'm a person I need to sweat every day. And I would say, too, that like a great day would be a day where I really got a good sweat in. Mm-hmm. And so a part of I think like how like fitness like happens for me is through um, group fitness classes. Mm -hmm. And so obviously like I'm not somebody who goes out by myself on a long run. That's not my thing. Mm -hmm. I love um, group fitness classes and, and that takes place for me at um, the YMCA here in town. And Mm -hmm. so I remember a girlfriend invited me to, I think it was a body pump class probably about eight years ago. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, oh okay I mean I have no idea what I'm doing and 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 I I was hooked and I've Hmm. you know joined the Y and I've been consistently going since yeah that's awesome give us a glimpse into what it looks like for you on an average day or a weekly basis what how many times do you work out how often do you go to the Y kind of what what is your routine so this is funny because um I want to preface it with saying that there are definitely seasons Mm -hmm. um to working out and um right now I'm probably an average day for me is I um take the girls to school and then I catch a class at the Y right after I drop them off from school drop them off at school. And so that's five days a week, whether it's body pump, which for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's like a a cardio weight class. And so where mm-hmm. you like work all the muscle groups um, you have, you're actually in like a, like a fitness studio and you set up like a bench and you do squats and you work your back, your triceps, your biceps, Mm-hmm. lunges, abs. Um, and then the other couple days, I actually right now I'm teaching three different spin classes. And so, so for those of you, like my brother's like, oh, spinning is cycling. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's on a bike. So it's a uh-huh. stationary bike mm-hmm. where you can adjust the resistance and you can sit, you can stand and then you can hover. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a pretty, it's probably as close to running as like you can get cardio wise. I used to be a runner and then I think my body was just to the point where it was done. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would say too that that's a part of like what is an, what does a normal week look like for me? Like right now I'm working on a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you would have asked me two years ago, Jenny, I think in two years you'll be working out every day. I would have been like, <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I am not going to be one of those people. But for right now in life, like mm-hmm. it's a habit. It's something. It's really easy for me to get to the why every day because of the ages of my mm-hmm. kids and I work part time. And so um, it doesn't take me long to do my hair between, mm-hmm. you know, um, a class and work. And so, um, yeah. yeah, that's what. And then Saturday mornings, if I can work out with Chris, um, 
that's a lot of fun. Usually he'll come to a class. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, so we have a lot of fun with that, too. In the summer, though, I try to get outside as much mm-hmm. as I can, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so winter's a little trickier with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the, let's dive a little deeper and talk about uh, specifically why um, working out helps you. In other words, when exercise is incorporated into your life in the way that you just described in different seasons and different levels um, of exercise, how does it help you fight for joy and fight discouragement? What kind of things do you see that it produces in your life? Oh, I love this question. So when I think about like, how does exercise help me fight for joy? I think it really comes down to like the friendships that I've made Mm -hmm. through exercising because I am such a group fitness person. Um, Like I look so forward to seeing like the women, like I know that there will be certain women that'll be in the classes on different days and, and there's seasons to this too, you know, like we're like, we are created for community. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there were, there was a season where I got to work out with three of my closest friends on a pretty regular, probably like two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. We got, we were in the same class. It was such a sweet time. Mm-hmm. Now, One of them is kind of back, but two of them are not. And so even shifting away from, you know, it's not like you have to be working out Mm -hmm. with your very dearest, bestest, closest friends. Um, It's been such a cool thing for me to um, branch out into the community and get to know people that like Mm -hmm. maybe on paper you'd be like, oh, what? do they have in common they're not in the same season of life there or their kids are different ages mm-hmm. or yeah like even though we live in a small town you know like geographically I mean somebody who lives you know a half hour away on a farm their life is going to look way different than mine but mm-hmm. I have loved like developing these friendships and relationships mm-hmm. with women whose lives look totally different than mine yeah and and like having them let me in to what's mm-hmm. going on has been such like a special privilege for me because I feel like there's something too like when you are like getting into a workout it's almost like your guard is down a little mm-hmm. bit and, yeah. and you yeah. let people in in a way that you wouldn't normally and That's so a great point yeah it's been such a special thing for me mm-hmm. um teaching has also been like like so exciting for me mm-hmm. I'm so surprised that um, you know, that like I, I didn't even had the opportunity to teach a class. One of the instructors was moving away and it was like, we either drop the class or somebody picks it up. And so I was like, <laughs> kind of looked around and everybody else, you know, is looking at their shoes. And so I was like, well, I guess I could teach it. And it's been as far as like thinking about challenging yourself and mm-hmm. setting goals. I think too, that's another reason why fitness is such a priority for me right now is because as an instructor, like I just know it's something that like I have to stay consistent in Mm -hmm. and then to figuring out how to, you know, like motivate people. Yeah. Um, Like I am a natural like inviter. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I loved that aspect that I can like naturally just like invite people and try to get people excited and motivated to like do what I love. And I know too is, is so good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's all about when you think about it, like a healthy lifestyle, like I feel like some Mm -hmm. people are like exercise fitness. Oh man, I don't know about that, but it's like, it's just the balance of Mm -hmm. like, you know, like how are we taking care of our bodies, you know, and it deals with fitness. It deals with food. It deals with sleep. It deals with work. It deals with, 
you know, like how are we spending our time? And so, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen all of those things in you, Jenny, and it's been really neat, um, and really encouraging to see how you have, um, built into our community in really special ways through your time at the Y it's, um, very purposeful and intentional and it's, it's really been neat to see. Um, and you know, although you and I work out in, in really different ways, um, you know, this tool really has been key for me too. And, you know, in my twenties, I really didn't do, um, much other than just like an occasional run or go play tennis with Eric. Um, but working out became more of a necessity for me when the kids were little, kind of more later in my twenties and, um, early thirties, you know, I had four kids, six and under, and that's the season of my life where I began to kind of get into more of a good rhythm with fitting exercise more regularly into my life, which is funny because it's like one of the busiest times in your life when you're a young mom, but, um, it really just became necessary. Um, and kind of, I had to reorder my priorities to learn how to fit it in. And it has helped me. I mean, with some of the things that you just mentioned too, um, to feel better, to sleep better, to even eat better. Um, it's brought a lot of stress relief. Um, it's counterintuitive, but it makes me more energetic. (laughs) Um, and then in grief, I mean, I can't even tell you how helpful physical activity has been just really for my whole being. I mean, literally in all areas, physically, of course, but also, you know, spiritually, relationally, mentally, um, whether it's walking or running or strength training, um, I know that working out has helped me to keep progressing in my grief and definitely a tool uh, in my own fight for joy too. So, mm. so thinking through some of those areas that I, that I just mentioned, you know, physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, um, can you kind of identify a few changes in any of those areas that you've seen in yourself or in your life since you've focused more on exercise and began more, uh, spending more time at the gym? Oh, that's a good question. So I think physical, I mean, obviously there's so many physical changes Mm because just like I totally agree with everything that you were saying. It's like if you're, you know, if you're lacking energy, it seems Mm -hmm. counterintuitive that it's like, oh, why don't you go like expend a bunch of energy in you know, running or cycling or weight training or, or playing a sport, that's what you should do. But there's something about the way we're created that Mm -hmm. it's actually going to add, like, you'll have more energy. I feel like within reason, you know, as you work out, but that's definitely been something I've seen for sure. Sleeping better. Um, and eating, I feel like eating and exercise mm-hmm. like go hand in hand because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I feel like I've completely shifted and, and, and how I think about food. Cause I feel like when I was younger, you know, like in my teens and my twenties, I was a runner. And so it was more like I'd run mm-hmm. and it's like, well, how much junk can I eat because of like <laughs> now, how yeah. far I just ran, but I've totally shifted to think, no, like whatever I'm putting in my body is fuel for whatever, you know, like energy I'm going to expend. And Mm -hmm. so just thinking Mm -hmm. through, like, I only want to put the absolute best things like I can, as far as thinking about fuel is food and, Mm -hmm. and like, or I mean, food is fuel Mm -hmm. and food is an entertainment. Now, it's the Super Bowl this weekend. Like, (laughs) you know, like you need to enjoy, like have fun with whatever you're making. Like I was telling the ladies today at spin, like we're not bringing veggies and hummus to our Super Mm -hmm. Bowl parties, Mm -hmm. you know, like let's enjoy whatever ridiculous things we want to eat at the Super Bowl party. And then the next day be like, Oh, that's why we don't eat this every day. Right. And so that's totally changed for me. Um, relationally, Um, I mean, I am such a small town girl, like the benefits of living in a small community. I just love 
everything about Mm -hmm. living in a town the size of Fremont. And so I have had so many opportunities to be in um, so many special relationships with people that I never would have met or like Mm -hmm. that either like our paths wouldn't have crossed Mm -hmm. because we don't have things in common or people that like naturally like maybe like I, I wouldn't like we wouldn't have anything in common or that like they wouldn't let me in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, and so it's just been like I yeah. love that, you know, yeah. spiritually, too. It's like like we were created to to work and to sweat. And so maybe that's a little bit of a stretch to think about. But I know I that so. yeah. like we need to keep our bodies moving. Mm-hmm. So it's um, like it's such a gift of the Lord that he has just how he's created us to to work and move and then just to think about like how we can like glorify him by not going too far right like there's a balance Mm -hmm. but also just really enjoying the fact that like this is like this is how we're created yeah no I Jenny I I agree I think it can be a real spiritual practice as well you know just um you know, when we're taking care of our body, um, we're feeling good. We, we do have a better focus on loving God and loving others. Um, and for me too, you know, I'm such a multitasker. So, you know, I have a lot of time with the Lord when I'm working out. I'm kind of different than you because I do like working out by myself, <laughs> which we've laughed a lot over the years. Yes. You have invited <laughs> me to many classes. Thank you. Um, but, you know, especially when I'm walking or running, I mean, I'm typically praying or, you know, working on memorizing verses or listening to podcasts. I mean, it definitely... One of my goals is is to feel good. I want to feel good. And I think as women, you know, we we can focus on how we look or fit into our clothes. And that's great and shouldn't be totally discounted. But, you know, the older I get, I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want to be able to do the things that God has called me to do. And I don't want my health um, to get in the way. And so it can be a spiritual practice, I think, um, incorporating exercise and moving our bodies and um, good health into our life. Well, sometimes we know what kind of things are good for us and what would help us, but life kind of gets in the way. (laughs) And that definitely happens with working out for so many people. So are there days or weeks or, you know, just times in life when it is a challenge for you to get to the gym or tough to make time to work out? And if so, what do you do when that happens? So there was a season, it was a couple years ago, because, you know, doing worship team with you guys, you Mm -hmm. guys walked very close to me with this. I had some weird issue with like my shoulders and like upper back where there was probably a year, I'm going to say plus or minus where Mm -hmm. it was really difficult for me to even lift anything of any weight over my head. And then for some reason as a piano player, Mm -hmm. it just really hurt to have like which sounds so bizarre but to have my hands like if I because when I play the piano like I get really into it when I teach spin I get really into it so anyway which sounds really strange but um it was really painful Hmm. and that was a that was a hard season because I remember you know like still trying to work out some through that season but there were just things I couldn't do like I was Mm -hmm. limited in like the different exercises I could do, like it hurt. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, man, how long is this going to be? Like, is is this it? Like, am I going to struggle with, you know, like neck pain and upper back pain, shoulder pain for the rest of my life? Like, I love the feeling of being strong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't have this. And I also, it was just a struggle too to have, um, 
like to be in a season where like I had to say no to things. Mm -hmm. I do not like to say no to things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was very humbling. It was a hard season. And um, slowly I worked through it. Um, And so right now I, I feel like I'm back to a hundred percent. And so it's kind of like a, like, this is such a great question. Cause it's like, I don't want to forget mm-hmm. to like in myself, like that is something that can happen at any time. Like injury makes it so hard, mm-hmm. but also too, as I'm encouraging people, you know, to try new things and just to know that there are some things that for whatever reason, like you just physically can't do mm-hmm. and are limited to do and so um, I remember too you know when the kids are young and they're mm-hmm. sick those are hard seasons because <laughs> it is you just can't get a regular workout mm-hmm. schedule like there are definitely some you know young moms of young kiddos that um, you know December through February March like mm-hmm. they can't get to the gym and, and remembering that season yeah. and it's hard because you're and you don't know you wake up in the morning and it's you're all ready to go and then it's like oh like how sick are you like okay <laughs> and <laughs> then sure it's like you can't go to school exactly are, are we sure and so um <laughs> which that's not my season right now so really for yeah. me right now I'm in such a sweet spot mm-hmm. of feeling great like I'm not I, I'm not struggling with any injuries you know my kids are so independent um and they're still at home I mean it's such a great season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um yeah. but yeah I guess that's what that's yeah. what I would say yeah and I think the more that we you know train our bodies um the more we learn to listen to them right and yes. we know them and we know when we need to slow down or we know when maybe a walk is better than a body pump class or we know that we need a couple weeks of rest or whatever or then you also you know like you said know when you are in great a great spot and um, in great condition and that's encouraging too so kind of the ebb and flow of that and I think what's helped me with all of this too is just to remind myself that working out is just a privilege and a blessing and not a punishment and that's really um, transformed just kind of my attitude to even want to get to a workout mm, yeah. too is like man my body feels good it feels strong I'm able to do all of this thank you, Lord, you know, and then to just go and really enjoy it um, versus feeling like it's something that I should do or I have to do because I'm punishing myself for a Super Bowl weekend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? And so um, to just remember that, um, yeah, our bodies, man, they are just intricate and um, so um, beautifully created and um, we can listen to them and learn more about them through uh, training, training our bodies and, and exercising. Um, what would you say to somebody who thinks that this might be a good option for them? Like say somebody has not exercised in years, um, but they're like, oh man, this is in- encouraging to me and inspiring. How would you encourage them to begin? Oh, good question. Okay. I have a couple things. Um, I am not a perfectionist. I am like a get in, get it done. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I would say to you, like, just get started. Like, you know, whatever time you're listening to this today, if you're like thinking, oh man, like, okay, I'm never going to be working out five or six times a week. What is the deal with Mm -hmm. this girl? (laughs) Um, I would say like, just get started like 30 minutes a day, three days a week, like go on a walk. I think that Mm -hmm. is such a great place to start, you know, and, and don't envision like, oh, like I have to be in this great shape, um, you know, to like start weight training or, oh, maybe I should run a 5K. No, I think you have to set 
realistic goals and realistic expectations Mm -hmm. and also know like there is no perfect plan because if you get on Pinterest and you see the you know the six pack Mm -hmm. abs in 30 minutes sometimes Alina will do these like and (laughs) and I laugh you know it's this woman with these abs and I'm like probably not (laughs) and um and it's like 30 minutes and you know like and obviously that's extreme but it's like there isn't a fast track plan like getting Mm -hmm. in shape is it's hard work but it's such good work Mm -hmm. like the benefits far outweigh the cost and I think it's kind of like one of those things that you just have to jump in and it's like as you do it you will enjoy it Mm -hmm. like you have to you have to make it fun, but it's like the faithful, steady plotting of, I am going to make this a habit, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, and, and, or find a girlfriend, you know, like I'm going to guess that probably 90% of the listeners are even, or either like the girlfriend that's asking her friend to do this, or you're the one being asked by your mm-hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, um. I would just encourage you, like, just make it happen. You know, like, find a friend and go on a walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or find yeah. a friend and try a class. Mm-hmm. Or, if, you know, if you're the one that's asking, like, keep asking. If you're the one being asked, like, just go and try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to s- and start with small steps. I was thinking about that, too. It's like, you know, like, add a little weight. Mm-hmm. You know, like, th- think about like this week and the next week, add time, Mm -hmm. add weight. I would just say, I think most people start with too much too quickly and they either get injured or they get so discouraged. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to think about like take a six week block of time and think about the, this is my goal Mm -hmm. in six weeks. I'm going to revisit this because most likely what happens is, um, you know, like you start working out, you're building muscles, all of a sudden your jeans are tighter because you're not losing any weight, mm-hmm. but you're building muscle and you're like, why in the world would I do this? Because now my clothes right, don't fit. Right. But you just have to trust the process. Mm-hmm. And, um, or if you're in Fremont, come and find me. Mm-hmm. Like I am, like, I will always be inviting people. Like I would love to have you, mm-hmm. you know, like come to a class. The thing with the cycling class at the Fremont YMCA is it's dark. <laughs> you can be in the back row. I will never know how much resistance you add. And uh-huh. I think too, like a lot of times people are just too hard on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like they want to be like something that it just is going to take years to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we view ourselves is not the way anyone else does. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you can be your hardest critic, mm-hmm. but so much of it is just like, getting started and making it happen and I promise you like you will see Mm -hmm. like the benefits of fitness and exercise yeah yeah I love that Jenny and I think you're right it just if you try to bite off too much at the beginning it's just not sustainable and you know that whole idea of done is better than perfect and so to just fit something and do something 
And, you know, baby steps are better than no steps. And so to just start small um, is great encouragement. And, you know, a big part of our friendship is getting some exercise in together. I mean, for years, we've gone on long walks together. And it's one of my favorite things, at least for three seasons of the year. (laughs) Um, But I think walking with a friend is a great suggestion, too, you know, for somebody who wants to start moving their body more or find a running buddy or like you said, you know, go to a class with um, a partner can be can be really helpful and um, there's lots of ways to fit it in no matter what the weather I mean there's an indoor track at the Y you can walk at the mall you can get outside you can even walk with a friend next to each other on treadmills Um, you know so there's free ways to exercise there's gyms to join I mean there's lots of different options Um, and I I like your idea too of just creating it um, creating a habit and working towards um, how this can be sustainable in your life and you know, even to kind of correlate it to our spiritual walks too. I mean, I remember somebody telling me a number of years ago, if you want to be, you know, a a 70 year old woman who is just mature in her faith and deep in her walk with the Lord and discipling and mentoring women, like what do you need to be doing all of these years to get to that point? You're not going to just be this 70 year old wise, you know, spiritual woman. It takes years and years of being in the word and being with other believers and um, doing, you know, scripture study and memorizing scripture and all of that stuff. And I think that can, you know, relate here too, where it's like you can have this goal of where you want to be. And, you know, maybe it's you want to be a healthy grandparent someday, or you want to travel with your husband when you're empty nesters, or, you know, you, um, you just, you don't want your health to get in the way of these things that you want to do. And so it's kind of thinking, what does my life need to look like? Baby steps, you know, creating these habits to get to that place so that all of a sudden, you aren't like, well, shoot, I, I can't do the things I want to do now because I didn't incorporate that into my life. So, well, we need to kind of wrap things up, but I would love it now if you would just quickly list off a few other practical tools that maybe you implement into your life. Um, it takes numerous things to keep us pressing forward in hope and joy. So is there anything else that comes to your mind right now that's been helpful to you as well? Well, you know, anytime I can spend with my girls, you know, as they get older, mm-hmm. it's just, I just love being a mom. Like mm-hmm. I've always loved being a mom. The toddler years were tricky. <laughs> <laughs> my babies, I wasn't sure what to do with them. Mm-hmm. But um, but since then, it's like I enjoy every season so much more. And now mm-hmm. having, you know, a 12, 14 almost 16 year old and just getting that time to kind of like hear and listen to them um like what's going on in their hearts like how they're they're growing and just like how they're understanding the world and life and Mm -hmm. and just seeing them grow in those ways is so special and so there's a lot of talking that happens at the Estadillo Mm -hmm. house (laughs) girls have a lot of words they do and so I just love every chance I can get um Mm -hmm. with the girls I'm also a big podcaster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I listened to it was interesting because I was thinking about this I have a lot of time at the office where um like my work is very independent of everyone else so really when I'm at the office, most of it, I'm just working on a project by myself. And so it's really easy for me to catch different Mm -hmm. podcasts. And so, um, Matt Chandler, I try to catch his sermons every week. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's the village church out of Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I like, I'll, I'll do some political ones. Um, the Federalist, they've kind of taken a break, but I think they're back on and, I'm, so I'm all over the board. There's a How I Built This, which is an entrepreneurial 
podcast, which I'm not an entrepreneur, but I love to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super um, inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a new one I just started listening to. It's called Feeding the Mouth That Bites You, which maybe sounds horrible, but it's <laughs> on like, it's like a child psychologist who, um, is, is just talking about mainly he deals with like raising like adolescent mm. like teens and so he's just dealing with different issues with teens and so I feel like that's like mm-hmm. right where mm-hmm. I'm at so yeah um, yeah uh, anytime I can get to the beach Jody oh, that is yes. like anytime Chris wants to whisk me away lots and take of me- joy at the beach <laughs> I know. I'm like, someday I might grow up and like see ruins or history or something. <laughs> but but for, why? But I don't know. Because I'm like sand and sun and yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so yeah. I mean, that is a walk on the beach is just um, it's hard to beat that for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so we're also remodeling our house. It's mm-hmm. a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So you you get me in a place where we can like demo some walls and mm-hmm. floors and strip some wallpaper and it's just really fun for me to um, to see. And then we're almost ready to start putting it back together. And so to see like the transformation, mm-hmm. um, like in that process too, it's such a fun process. Yeah. And so um, this is just a really special season for me. Like I know I'm going to be sad when it's done, um, but I hope that I can just look back and just be so thankful that mm-hmm. like I love this process. Um, maybe I won't be sad when it's done. Maybe that's not right. I'm not quite. Maybe maybe give me a couple months. Maybe you'll be like. <laughs> maybe you'll be really relieved. Get and just, this yeah. done. <laughs> no, but I can see it's breathing life into you and that it does. It really excites you. And um, you have a lot of joy in those things that you mentioned. I love it, Jenny. Well, I have loved having you here and um, hearing what you've shared. Thank you for saying yes to this. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I know it's going to be a really helpful and inspiring episode and people will love it. So thanks, Jenny. All right. Thanks, Jody. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.